Enlorn. And I'm Donna Grace. Welcome to the Life Rebalanced Podcast. We typically start off the year with big ideas about how we're going to work toward being a better version of ourselves in the new year, personally, professionally, physically, and then set goals to help us stay focused and give us something to work toward. We now find ourselves more than halfway through the year, which presents a great opportunity to check in and see where we stand and evaluate how we want to focus our energy, time, and attention in the months that lie ahead. We both use the High Performance Planner, which has a monthly evaluation called a Whole Life Assessment. The purpose is to evaluate your level of satisfaction with the 10 major areas of your life and the way you are showing up. We've condensed the 10 into five for the purposes of goal setting. We have physical health, relationships, education and personal development, emotional and spiritual growth, and finances. Doing a mid-year check-in, which really you can do at any time. It could be monthly or quarterly, but it should be viewed as an opportunity for self-reflection, meaning don't think of it as a time to make a judgment where you'll be faced with your failures if you aren't currently on track. Rather, celebrate the progress that you've made so far And if you aren't on track, this is the time to either examine why you aren't on track and come up with a plan to overcome the challenges that may have held you back, or it's time to rework your goals into ones that make sense for you going forward. So just like we talk about, you know, not having necessarily a plan, but doing planning, this is an ongoing process. It's not a destination. It's a journey. So Lauren... Let's talk about where you find yourself at this point in the year in the five areas that you just outlined. Mm -hmm. And if you could, I think it's super helpful to start off the process by looking at, you know, what your wins have been so far. And I don't think a win necessarily has to be an achievement. Like it's not necessarily, you know, checking off a box on your list, but it could be an experience that you've had or gone through or just a place in which you find yourself Mm -hmm. that makes you feel proud and makes you feel good about the progress you're making in growth. So let's start there. And just with the first one you mentioned with your physical health. Yeah. Well, that's a great starting point. And I think this really speaks to the fact, and I'm sure this is the case, this year is a a little bit of an anomaly, right? In that- A little bit. A little little (laughs) bit. We've all been- dealt kind of this strange stuff to deal with, which has really made a lot of us reevaluate our goals. However, so talking about physical fitness or physical well-being, I had a goal at the beginning of the year to run a half marathon. In March, I fractured my ankle. That threw a wrench in my plan, coupled with the fact that we were already partway into the whole stay-at-home order and quarantine. I knew for a fact that I probably, I had signed up for a marathon in May and that got canceled. So that was really disappointing. I had to work through the healing process and I'm still working through that. But I will say talking about rethinking my goals and acknowledging the wins, I hit another milestone for myself in the recovery process. And I was able to run four miles. You know, that's not even a third of the way to a half marathon. However, in light of everything that's happened, that is a really significant win. Yeah. It's a, actually a really great example of how you can have, you start off the year with a big goal 
originally, right? And then mm-hmm. life gets in the way and there are roadblocks. So you didn't necessarily, I mean, maybe what the end goal looks like has changed a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. still about improving your health, improving your stamina, giving you something to work towards in the same category. So I think that's actually a really great example of how you know, you can start the year off with a goal in mind and then kind of have to reevaluate and make adjustments along the way. And in no way, shape or form do you feel like, or I don't think you have anyways, do you feel like you failed or are failing in this? No, not at all. And I think you mentioned a really good point, which is that really these goals that we set for ourselves, typically at the beginning of the year, are something to work toward. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big proponent of... It's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And so if we have to shift gears and change paths mid-year, that's fine because you're still heading toward something. And you may shift slightly what you're heading toward, but the whole purpose of this is that you're making forward progress little by little. And when you do look back and evaluate, think about evaluating not even just here in the middle of the year, just past the middle of the year, what we've accomplished so far, But if you look at your life in a larger scale, how has my life progressed over the last five years? Where was I five years ago? So I think not only in the looking forward, but in the looking back Mm. and acknowledging those wins, it can help propel us toward more growth and progress as well. It's so interesting. It's like when you need to stop and look at the big picture. It's like when we're talking with clients about their investments, you can look at a really short Mm -hmm. time period and have a view that is skewed one way or the other. But we always say, you know, you have to take a step back, look at the big picture. What's your long-term performance? If that's what you're looking at, what's your long-term progress, right? It's a great example. And it relates a lot of times when talking with clients about that kind of thing, I use the scale talking about fitness and physical health. I use the scale as an analogy. If yesterday you weighed 150 and today you weigh 153, but a year ago you weighed 180, are you going to beat yourself up over the fact that you're now 153 instead of 150? No, you're in the long term making progress in the right direction. Perspective and yeah, moving in the right direction. That's that's really good. Mm-hmm. So as you look ahead, have you changed, modified, or or created new goals in your personal wellness? Like, yeah, do you have any new new goals there? Yeah, actually, I've completely shifted gears on this. So I now just simply have a goal to make sure that I'm being physically active every day. And if I'm being physically active every day, I'm making progress. I may not hit the half marathon this year. I would still really would like to. Obviously, I probably won't be running in a formal half marathon. You'll be doing it by yourself or with a friend, the virtual marathons that we're seeing, right? Right. That's cool. That's still on my radar. But again, I'm not going to beat myself up if at the end of the year, I don't get there. And your whole point, I don't know if you intended to say this, but you basically said, I'm keeping the habit. I'm establishing the habit. And that's what's most important. The end goal, whatever it specifically is, isn't what was most important to you. It was having a habit that established good health. And that's what you're sticking with. So I think that's great. I think that's a win. For sure. The second category you mentioned was relationships. So I know when we talk about relationships, we can be talking about relationships with a partner, with your your family. So it could be your children, your parents, siblings, mm-hmm. your friends. Mm-hmm. Did you have any specific goals in this area that you did or didn't 
meet or that you're working on or, or new ones that you have going forward? Yeah. So one that sticks out to me is that I, at the beginning of the year, really wanted to focus on initiating spending time with friends because I'm very good. That's good. I love spending time with people and I will always respond to an invitation and I love hosting as well, but I don't necessarily frequently initiate that connection. So that was a very distinct goal that I had. And honestly, in some ways, the pandemic has propelled me into success in this area because I have been the one initiating a lot of Zoom meetings, especially over the last couple of months. And so it's in a strange way, actually, this obstacle that we faced forced me to be more focused on this goal and actually achieve that goal, I think. Now the key is to find ways to carry that forward because it's going to become more challenging as we get back to more normal life to initiate. Everyone gets busier. Yes. (laughs) Everyone gets busier. But that's really good. And it's interesting that you say that this propelled you to success in it because on the flip side, I could say that because you had that goal in mind, you did a better job of maintaining relationships, staying connected. I think it could work both ways, but that's really good. I was just going to add to that, that I think that that's really another key point in why we establish goals is that it sets it in your subconscious. So in a lot of ways, you're simply finding ways to naturally, it's a Mm -hmm. focus in the back of your mind, very similar to the same way when we are thinking about buying a new car and we're researching something, you suddenly see it everywhere. It's not that you're actively looking for it. It's just that your mind is tuned into that. So you're exactly right. Yeah, Writing it down and having the goal helps you be tuned into finding ways to achieve it. I'm glad you just mentioned that. We didn't mention at the beginning of this, the importance of having the goal written down. And it is, it is, it is important to have written it with your hands, write down the goal. You are far more likely to manifest what you physically write down. Do you write it down on like a daily basis in a journal or a weekly basis? Are you someone who does that? Some people do. Some people don't. (laughs) I'm not. I will say the one thing that I do write down on a daily basis is getting back to the high performance planner. There's the question that you have to answer every day that says, it's asks you, what are big projects that you have to keep in mind that you mm-hmm. can't necessarily take action on today, but you want to keep them on your radar. Yes. And I went back and I looked through some of my old planners and I realized, oh yes, eventually these things all got done because I kept them top of mind on my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep them top of mind. And then when you have those found minutes, that's where your energy ends up going is it automatically ends up going towards those things that are the most important things you have to eventually get done. Yeah, that's good. Do you write them down on a daily basis? Because I know that that is something that a lot of people really say is a powerful tool to write repeatedly the same focus and long-term goal over and over and over again on a daily basis. So because we use the same planner, I use the same function that you do. Mm -hmm. For a while, I had started... I was doing a really good job with daily journaling. Maybe that's going to have to be one of my second half goals is to do a better job with daily journaling. And when I was doing that, I was starting it with a top three goals and writing those down over and over. 
but I, I kind of slid. That was more of a 2019 thing. <laughs> that was more of a 2019 thing. Uh, I'll have to get back to that. I'm actually going to, I'm going to write that down as we're saying right, this. Write it down. Journaling. <laughs> going forward, I'm going to have to do better with that. Mm-hmm. From um, an education and in personal development perspective, this is something that you and I over the last couple of years have put a lot a lot of energy and time and focus into being super intentional about the choices we're making. You know, when we did our episode talking about the way we do our calendar and the way we schedule, I mean, that was one of the first things I did. I started off by saying, what's my family time and scheduling an intentional family time. And then after that, I said, what are Mm -hmm. the opportunities that I have for personal growth and development and education? And where am I going to fit those in? Mm -hmm. Because often they involve travel and a little bit of money and, and time. So we chose specific conferences, workshops, and opportunities to grow this year has been a little bit different. <laughs> Very or a different. lot of it different in terms of mm-hmm. those opportunities. How do you feel you are in terms of your growth in those areas? I will say of the five areas we're talking about today, this is probably the one that has been the most stalled. Looking back on the goals I set for myself at the beginning of the year, I didn't use the exact framework that we're touching on today, but career was one of the areas of focus. Mm -hmm. In looking at what I had mapped out, I'm probably like six months behind where I thought I was going to be or three or four months behind where I thought I was going to be. And it's been really, really difficult to shift gears back into focusing on this. This is, it's just a struggle. This area has been a big, big struggle for me. I think they're from an education and professional development standpoint in this area. If you're going to look, I actually think it might be more useful for you to really, rather than say, these were my goals, how did I do? To kind of just look back and say, what did I do? (laughs) As opposed to where did I, Mm -hmm. where am I on my goals? Actually, what did I do and what have I accomplished? And if you looked back, you probably have done a lot more than you're giving yourself credit for. So I actually think this is a great example that we're talking about here where maybe your trajectory isn't exactly what you expected it to be. And maybe the wins and the accomplishments weren't necessarily what you thought they would be, but it doesn't mean that you didn't have wins and it doesn't mean that you didn't accomplish things. Maybe they just weren't exactly what you thought they would be. So you've done a lot. (laughs) You know what? As you're saying all of that, it's a really good reminder that, yeah, you're right. I think all of us as financial advisors, I'll I'll lump us together. But we're not all the same. (laughs) No, we are not all the same. And varying financial advisors have varying experiences as well. But I will say that, again, this is one area where probably the pandemic catapulted me into growth and progress in an area that I didn't necessarily set out to grow in, but I did because you, Donna, went through the Great Recession Mm -hmm. as a financial advisor. And I, because I made a career shift in 2013, I was not a financial advisor Mm -hmm. at that time. So this was really the first time I had to walk clients through this type of volatility in the market. I did do a lot of growing and stretching and learning in that capacity. So thank you for reminding me of that and allowing me to acknowledge it because 
like you said, we lose sight of the fact that even though we didn't make progress in the specific areas we were targeting, there can still be growth and progress that occurs in other areas. And that was an invaluable, I mean, you know, obviously I've been working with clients for many, many years and in the profession for many years at this point, but I do think there's something to be said for having a variety of experiences under your belt. And this is one that I did not have before. And it's a strength and a tool that I really worked on developing. And think about how you strengthened yourself as a business person too. I mean, the way you figured out how to shift your business model to exist virtually. And while you did it out of necessity, it also has provided a great opportunity going forward for you to work with more people in more areas. So there's actually been a lot of growth and progress. It's just not necessarily what you thought it would be. So I think that for everyone, this is a great opportunity to say, okay, maybe what I thought was going to happen hasn't happened, but I've actually done a great job in these other areas. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important, I think, to look back and celebrate and write down those wins, not just did I check the box next to my original goal. Right. Because otherwise, yeah, that can make you feel kind of down on yourself if you're not doing everything that you had originally set out to do in January when we were in a completely different environment, you know? Right. Teaches you how to be nimble. Great job. (laughs) That was a win for you. (laughs) It was a win. And I think it's, addresses the fact that a mid-year check-in is really, really important because so much can happen even in the course of a normal year in the span of six months. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could be a family with no children and suddenly you're anticipating having children because you become pregnant in that six-month period or so many changes can happen and it is important to reflect and review. Hmm. So how about um, in your self-care areas of like emotional and spiritual growth. I know this is an area that you do tend to very well or very intentionally. And did you have any actual goals in this area and how are you doing on them and have they changed? I did. So my original goals that I had, the first one that I had for self-care was to meditate for 10 minutes every morning. I had been very successful at that. I had been meditating with a guided meditation. I think I mentioned that in one of our previous episodes, every day for 10 minutes. However, after talking with Kristen Fuel in the episode we did on the podcast about meditation, Mm -hmm. I've shifted and changed that goal for myself too, because I realized that I was allowing myself to be stuck in the guided meditation world, which isn't a bad place to be. So it's kind of like when we talk to our clients about saving money is the important piece of it. If all you can save is $50 a month and save $50 a month. Get going on that. Get going on it. But I allowed myself to settle for that and not stretch and grow, push myself. Yes. To not stretch and grow. And so Kristen, very gently, if you haven't listened to it yet, she very gently (laughs) and diplomatically encouraged me in what she said to, to try to really focus on a meditation practice that does not involve someone guiding you through it every time. So that is something that I have made progress on and have shifted and changed that goal in the middle of the year, because maybe that goal wasn't a big enough stretch for me. And I think we tend to do that in some areas 
we set goals that are way, way, way out of reach just to challenge ourselves and to get to that point. And in other areas, we might be setting goals that are really easily achievable to feel those wins. And those are areas where we might want mm. to reevaluate and stretch and go farther. So I try to always have a realistic goal and a stretch goal. Oh, I like that. Right? Like the same way I do in business about like, you know, what I would want production to be or new clients to be or mm-hmm. new contacts to be. I'd have something that is difficult, but doable. Mm-hmm. And then something that is a real stretch. Mm-hmm. And if I can find myself somewhere in between, I consider that a huge success. <laughs> like Absolutely. My goals in this area are really different than yours. Mine was just to like actually take some time for myself. Mm-hmm. That was my, my doable goals. At the beginning of the year was to start scheduling in time for myself the same way I do for family, the same way I do for other things. And that seems really small, but it was a it was a start for me. And I know that in the past I've talked to you about how I just don't meditate. <laughs> like, like I just, you know, that was actually a stretch. Like that would have been a, a huge stretch for me. Yeah. But I started doing breathing exercises. It's like about 10 minutes of daily breathing exercises. And I try to focus on one thing during that time. And so for me, I'm pretending that that's meditating. Maybe it really is. I don't know. But it's it's breathing and right. thinking. This is a huge stretch for me in that area. <laughs> huge stretch. And if you remember, some of what Kristen said to me was that we need to be a little bit more flexible yeah. and give ourselves grace in that right. area. I would absolutely say that that is meditation. And that was my flexibility piece. Yeah. There isn't a perfect way to do it. This works for me right now. So this is what I'm going to try doing. And if this can get me started the same way you said saving $50 a day is better, uh, a week or whatever is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, this was the start. <laughs> it's establishing the habit. Yeah. That's a tremendous start. Establishing the habit was my big goal and I've started doing that. So we'll see how I I end up at the end of the year. Good for you. (laughs) Okay. So we've talked about saving $50 here or there, which is a nice segue into our final area, which is a kind of a broader area of finances. And I think finances Mm -hmm. can be a really, I don't know why, but for some reason, I think people like hold it like a cloud of shame around finances where they don't in other areas of their life. And that kills me because I think that it can be a real block to success. You know, when you feel shame about something, it can force you to not address it. It makes you want to put your head in the sand, stuff everything in the closet and not look at it. I mean, you probably see that all the time, but setting financial goals, whether you achieve them air quote, perfectly or not, Mm -hmm. is not the point. The point is to have something to work towards and establish habits and make decisions with that as your guiding post. So Mm -hmm. did you have any either large or small financial goals or systems or anything that you kind of put in place or work towards? Well, yeah. And I, this is going to sound a little bit strange. First of all, money is a taboo topic in our culture. And I think that there is a lot of shame around it, unfortunately. And I really like to see that shift and change. And I think that's part of what we're passionate in the work we do with our clients is to remove that sense of shame. Mm -hmm. I emphasize with people a lot that there is no judgment about how it is you choose to spend your resources. You have to just ensure that your values align with how you're spending your money. And this is a reason Mm. I really, really hit people hard on establishing a budget. It's not to create boundaries or restrictions. It's simply to 
ensure that your spending is aligning with your values and where you want to be spending your money. And my goal actually is a little bit backwards and I have to put it in the context of where my life is at this moment as well, because I, as I've mentioned before, went through a divorce last year. So finances is a huge part of that, separating everything and figuring out how to reestablish what your financial situation is. So for me, I actually had a goal to loosen how I dealt with my finances. I used to have my Quicken analysis. And then I would also have a spreadsheet that I would translate it to because I didn't feel like the data I was getting from Quicken was quite exactly what I wanted it to be. So to analyze it more accurately, I wanted it to be in Excel. And in a lot of ways, I found that I was wasting time, duplicating efforts. It was inefficient. And at the end of the day, my goal for this year was to say, you know, instead of starting with the big picture and drilling down into the details of this and analyzing it, why don't I flip this completely on its head and simply say, every decision I make, just make the better choice. So starting with those small daily decisions I have about how to spend my money, ask myself, is this something that is adding value or bringing me joy? And is it within my means? And if the answer to that is yes, then I will spend the money in that area. And if the answer is no, I may choose to not spend the money or wait and reevaluate later. So just by shifting that and really letting go of all of the detailed analysis and simply looking at it in a big picture perspective, I'm making those small choices. And then I'm ensuring that as long as I am saving money and I am able to pay all of my bills, I'm doing okay and making progress. And that might work for some people. Some people may need more detail, but for me, that's what I've been focusing Mm -hmm. on this year. That's kind of how, like, I'm way looser than you are when it comes to that. (laughs) Like, I've always had the idea of first, am I saving some money and am I paying all my bills? And if I am, then I don't put a whole lot of pressure on my spending decisions. So if my kids want something Mm -hmm. and it falls into that category of, I can still save the money I need to save and I can still pay all the bills that I, I have to pay. Then I just say, okay, if it, if this is something that you really want mm-hmm. and it really makes you happy, sure. Mm-hmm. I used to be a lot more detail-oriented when it came to finances and budgeting, but I've it was stressful. It was, it was kind of stressful for me, <laughs> to be honest. It was totally stressful for me. And that's why I've actually chosen to let go of it. And... I mean, as a good transition to this, this plays into something else we wanted to talk about, which is being very broad and choosing a word for the year. Mm. It can be very, very simple. So I believe it was 2017, I chose the word yes. So my focus in 2017 was saying yes to opportunity, saying yes to connection, saying yes to commitments. And what I discovered in the course of that year is that I said yes to wait. Were you overcommitted? <laughs> <laughs> I was a little bit overcommitted. That was a stressful year. <laughs> so in 2018, I chose the word no. It was a stretch for me to be able to learn how to say no to things and really distill down and look at 
is this something that is propelling me toward my goals or is it taking time away from the things that I value and how I want to be spending my time? So hopefully not every year is that kind of a flip-flop back and forth. And I got this from, I think it was from Gretchen Rubin that was the first time I heard this concept of choosing a word for the year. And I'm sure a lot of people talk about it, but it was a very useful exercise. And so for this year, I chose the word light. Part of that plays into, it serves two meanings. One is to be lighter in how I approach things. Don't be so focused on the details and analysis and nitty gritty and just let go of it and release it a little bit and be lighter about it and allow more joy into your life and let go of some of those things. Because a lot of it is this misconception that if I can control these pieces of my life, I can control everything that's going on in my life. And so I have learned over the course of the last couple of years that that's not how it works. (laughs) Well, we all want more control, right? We all want to be able to control our environment to the extent possible. But when that becomes your like overwhelming focus of everything you're doing, I mean... That's something that I've kind of dealt with. Everyone talks about control issues. Like I've absolutely dealt with that as well. I still deal with it today, probably like literally right now, still dealing with it. <laughs> but now if you can gradually let learn to let go, you can probably also let go of a lot of stress and, and anxiety and, and all that kind of stuff that goes along with it. Because yeah, you can't control everything. In fact, there's actually not a whole lot you can control. There isn't a whole lot you can control. So we found out. Absolutely. Well, that's a giant lesson of 2020 is there isn't a lot that we can control. And even you kind of have to loosely hold all of the goals that you set for yourself at the beginning of the year too. Because I think that a lot of times we, if we have a goal in mind, our objective is to achieve the goal. So we're trying to control all things to move us toward achieving that goal. And there has to be this balance. I mean, that's been the focus of our conversation. Mm -hmm. But I do think in stepping back and revisiting this lack of control piece, we have to acknowledge that it's important to have those goals and to have that big vision out there and to be adjusting yourself toward those goals, but to hold them loosely and not be so committed to the goal that you lose sight of other ways that the path you're on is allowing for growth and development and progress. Yeah, like what is the purpose of the goal? Why do you have this goal? That's more important than I think the goal itself. So if your goal is to become healthier, you're trying to think of, you know, your ultimate goal is to become healthier. You've set up things along the way that you can do to try and and make that happen, right? Things Mm -hmm. that align with that vision you have for yourself in that area. But you have to be able to, yeah, be flexible and change them along the way. I definitely agree with that. Well, so great job, by the way, in your five areas so far this year, because it's been a challenging year, right? I think it's super important to be able to go back and look at those. And I mean, I'm doing the same thing. I had goals set up that I haven't necessarily, some I've met, some I'm I'm meeting in different ways. (laughs) I would say I'm meeting them in different ways, being flexible, with what we have in front of us. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you are looking at where your own progress is so far this year, and again, you can do this on a quarterly basis, on a semi-annual basis. I think that annually is is not enough. I think that 
annually is too far apart because like you said, Lauren, so much can happen in the span of a few months. Mm-hmm. So if you can kind of like have check-in points along the way, whether it be monthly, quarterly, semi-annually, I think that's super helpful. And again, helps you refocus on the things you can do. So those are the areas that we like to look at, you know, physical health, relationships, educational and professional development, emotional and spiritual growth, and then also our finances. You may have other areas that align better with your own needs or your goals more closely, but you can use the same format that we used when you're doing a check-in and that you look back at where you are so far and list your wins. And again, it's not just achievements. It's also growth you've had through experiences that can make you feel proud. Evaluate the progress that you made on your goals so far and ask yourself, have any of your goals changed and do they continue to serve you? Like, don't keep working towards something if you don't feel it doesn't continue to serve you. Make adjustments and then look ahead, looking forward, what really deserves the majority of your focus and what's required. And and then, Lauren, you're way better at this one than I am, but picking a word. We pick one at the beginning of the year, and if you need to change it mid-year, that's okay. But pick a word that will help you stay grounded and really aligns with the goals and intentions that you've committed to. Absolutely. And I would love to hear from all of you about what word you've picked. If you pick a word, or if we've inspired you to pick a word, even though it's mid-year, go ahead and pick a word. If you don't already, you can follow us on Instagram at life underscore rebalanced. And please send us a message and let us know what word did you pick and how are you making progress this year? Send us your words. I love that. Keep up with your goals and giving yourself grace along the way because we all need grace along the way and be well. Be well. Be well.